Hello friends, it's me, Brandon D. But in the social media world, you know me as Mr. Gratitude. I'm so glad that you found me. If you're looking to level up in your next relationship, or maybe you're just looking to mend that broken heart or expand your knowledge of God, the world, the universe, whatever positive things that it might be, you're in the right place. This is the Living with Gratitude podcast. We're going to have so much fun together. I look forward to knowing each and every one of you. Here we go. Hey friends, if you're liking this episode, I don't ask for much, if anything at all, please go to iTunes, go to Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you're leaving me five stars. That's right. Five star review. You don't even have to leave a written review, but if you did, I'd be more grateful and I'd love you even more. Make sure you're sharing this with your friends, family, and now back to the show. And now a word from our sponsor. Look, you guys know about my passion for firearms. It's a huge hobby of mine and every chance I get to get my hands on something unique, I go for it. Well, let me tell you about the Life Card from Trailblazer Firearms. They chamber this thing in 22 Magnum and 22 Long Rifle. Check out my Instagram, check out my TikTok. I go on the range and I fire this thing. You can put it in an Altoids can, you can put it in your back pocket. It's super discreet for concealed carry. They make it in different colors thing is awesome. It looks like a little transformer. Ask your local FFL dealer to carry the life card by Trailblazer Firearms. Hello friends. Welcome to the Living with Gratitude podcast. I've been I've been looking forward to tonight for for quite a while. I've kind of talked about this episode and some content and in my live sessions I, f- I stumbled across a movie recently, and it's called About Hope. You guys know what I do, loving relationships, specializing in relationships. This is a fairly new romantic comedy. Well, I got the director for that film on the show with me tonight. We're going to highlight some of his works. We're going to talk about romantic comedy. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to have a nice banter for the next 20 to 30 minutes. So you know what to do. Go grab yourself a cool drink, maybe a snack sit back and here we go welcome to the show david dietrich good to be here very good to be here thanks for having me yeah of course of course i i wanted to bring you on kind of highlight some of your works talk about the movie so first and foremost i want everybody to know like who you are is this your first i'll just say feature film i know you're on amazon that's where i found the movie on amazon mm-hmm. prime let's let's highlight that a little bit yeah, I mean, it is our first feature film. Uh, you know, as many artists, you you kind of start doing short films and competition things and, you know, uh, side stuff. We've done a lot of, uh, uh, there's a kind of a whole industry called uh, sermon media, where you have, uh, you're making videos for church services, you know, to use in church services. So we did like all of these things. And then we did a short project, but, but About Hope was kind of, taking all of those experiences, taking what, you know, God had taken us through in the small things and then applying it to the large thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where did you, where did you get the idea for the film? So, so this actually came from, uh, and you know, being in college, being a single man and, you know, I mean, I desired to be married. I was looking for, uh, you know, a relationship that would lead to, you know, healthy, uh, companionship, you know, and I remember just going through kind of a spiritual time in my life where, I, I came to the realization that God knew better than I did 100%. and that I needed to stop looking for what I wanted and start looking for what like God had set aside for me or, or what God had prepared for me. And, um, you know, thinking about that, you know, and thinking about like the list, the, the things that we're looking for and and the, you know, the, the person, the, the personality traits or the physicality or, you know, all of these things that kind of like make up um, our desire of, uh, you know, looking for a, a spouse, right. just kind of morphed into this idea of this artist who, you know, is a painter and he's very meticulous and he learns from these things and, um, you know, it, it just kind of, kind of built from there. So it was a, you know, that's the long answer. The short answer is it's a concept I had in college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And, and it's fantastic. It's right in line with, uh, with what I teach my fans, my followers in content in consulting is this, and here's an analogy that I'm sure you'll appreciate is like you said, our plan really isn't that great. It's exhausting. You know, yeah. God's plan is much better than ours. And why are you going to chase something that's not meant for you? I, I have so many people that come to me that want to do online dating. They want to do all these other aspects to where they're looking for a relationship, but they keep getting the same dirt on a different plate. And I yeah. say, you know what? Just the relationships to me are like death. When it's your time, it's your time. And I revert back to Adam. You know, Adam had so much faith in the Lord. He looked and he saw every living thing had a mate, but he never questioned the Lord. He went deep into sleep and he woke up to Eve. And that's how you should yeah. live your life. Yeah, it's a, it's funny because, and I think a lot of people say this, and, and it would really frustrate me when I was single. You know, like people would say like, well, when you stop looking, then you find it. Right. And I, I think that that's, it's an oversimplification. I mean, in my own experience, you know, I mean, the, like looking at, the story of my wife and I, um, it wasn't so much that I had to stop looking. It's that I had to stop the idolatry of it. Right. 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 I had to stop looking to it to complete me or to satisfy me or to fulfill me or, or even to, to give me hope or, 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 you know, I mean, like I have to be content with what God has provided me now in order to flourish with what God is going to provide me in the future. You know, there's, there's a a fundamental um, principle in the parable of the seeds and the sower, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, not seeds, so the the talents and the steward. And, you know, that like what God gives you, uh, what God gives you, you need to, to, to steward well, right. You know, I mean, and, and there has to be contentment in that. And, you know, if I, and, and we kind of talk about this in the movie a little bit, I mean, I don't want to, you know, give too much away for, for people, to, right. like, <laughs> but, but I mean, you need to stop thinking about like, what do I want? 
and start stewarding what God has given you and, and start stewarding how can I be the person Amen. that is going to attract a healthy relationship? Amen. You know, like we don't, if, if we get caught up in our desires, we know as believers, we know as like, if we look at biblical teaching, that's where problems start is when we are consumed with our desires. Yeah. And, and if we just look at relationships like that, like I'm looking for a relationship and I'm looking for what I desire. I'm looking for this. Like it's so intertwined in you that it's really not the type of relationships that God describes or, or desires for us. Not only, not only that, it's just not, it's just not natural, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I try and explain this too, is people spend so much time looking for somebody to quote unquote, complete them. When in reality, two holes make a hole, you yeah. know, and, and marriage was really designed to make us holy, not make us happy. And so many people take the societal marriage. And that's why we have now after COVID, and you probably won't believe this statistic, but we're at now a 61% divorce rate, 61%. It's mind blowing, no, right? It. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, so many other uh, statistics coming out of COVID that just show the communal nature of people and the need for that. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I think Barna did a, a poll that uh, like one fifth of churches closed their doors permanently and one third of people who were attending a uh, religious service of any kind have stopped uh, yeah. attending even yeah. online type services. And, you know, I mean, when we think about like the way that COVID has created more digital interaction, um, it's not healthy. It's no, not like, no. it, it doesn't, I mean, you know, like I love doing this right now. Like the, the technology is amazing that you and I can have this conversation. We're, you know, hundreds of miles away from each other and, right. and we can, you know, be blessed in that. It doesn't hold a candle to you and I sitting at a table no. and having these conversations in purpose or uh, in person. No, no. And it's, you would think to, to add to that is you would think that during COVID when people were, let's just face it, call it what it is. A lot of people were living in fear, staying in their mm -hmm. homes. You would think yeah. that that's yeah, justified the or unjustified, you know, like yeah. not even taking a stance on that, but I mean, that's what is going on. Like if we're staying in our home, we're, we're living in a fear of some kind of circumstance that would happen. And right. that's a weight. Right. And, and, and in that time, people did not take advantage of that opportunity to grow themselves to grow their relationship with their families and or grow their spiritual relationship as well and make sure that you are thriving instead of just surviving. They blew their opportunity. And I, and I think, I, you know, there's no such thing as coincidence. Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And yeah. people just did not take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. I think that, you know, like we're, we are creatures of habit. And, you know, when I think about you know, relationships or, or COVID or, you know, any of these kind of things. I mean, you know, any of the structures of our life, like structures are important. You know, God mm -hmm. gave us the Bible. He gave us traditions. He gave us practice, gave us the things because he knew that we're physical creatures yeah. and physical creatures need activity. And, you know, if we're, if we look at COVID, you know, it's like we're, we're in fear, we're hiding. That is not an environment that is going to encourage self-improvement. And oh. so, because at the very motivation of it is self-preservation, 
right? You know, like self, like protecting it. There's, there's a, a fear that's in it. And again, yeah. I mean, this isn't saying that it's justified or not. It's just acknowledging that the circumstance creates a difficulty that we have to get past. And so many things, I mean, I, you know, there are so many things about creation and the fall and, you know, the, the flesh that we deal with where that's the situation, right? Like God has put us in circumstances that we cannot handle on our own. hundred percent. We need him to overcome that. We, yeah. and, and I mean, that's the whole beauty of the gospel and, and him sending himself to pick up where we're not able to, to move forward, you know, to save yeah. us from things that we can't save, you know, uh, save ourselves from. And it's the same in, you know, whether we're we'll in COVID or seeking a spouse or, you know, any of these things that we don't have control over, there's a deeper thing that God has created in us, which, you know, like you said earlier, it's not natural um, to, to want these things, but there's this deeper thing that God has created in us and it's his image. It's, it is the holy, it is the, the righteous. And, and there's a desire to be that, right. but we need his, his help in doing that. So whether it's we're home alone at COVID and we're like, Lord, I've got to get past this momentary situation that I'm in and create some structures and, and be obedient to your call in order to come past that and ask for his help to do that. And it's the same in relationships, right? You know what I mean? Boundaries. Like, Lord, I, I know that I am, and he has to open our eyes to this. And, you know, this is kind of the arc of the, the film that we go looking for our things and, and it happens in every aspect of our life and in relationship we have to acknowledge that and repent of that and then change behavior, give ourselves structures yeah. so that we can overcome it also yeah. uh, through the power of the spirit. But yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot of rambling. So no, you're, you're, it made sense. no it, it makes total sense. And it goes right in line again with boundaries. You know, I, mm -hmm. I teach and talk about boundaries all the time that when we don't have structure, when we don't have boundaries and we don't have laws, we become uncivilized and we become yeah. like animals. And, and it's, yeah. you know, kind of cliche as that sound, it's true. And, and especially in relationships is without boundaries, you attract toxic, you attract, you attract abusive. And what I've been really, really stressing over the last few years is soul ties. Now, for me, I have taken a step back. Of course, I've had premarital sex. I've been married. I've been divorced. I've made my mistakes. And I'll tell you, me giving in to the lust of the flesh has done nothing but destroy my spirit. And you try and tell that to modern society and they, they shun you. You know, and a lot of my followers, a lot of my fans get it. And they're like, yeah, Brandon, I, I've heard of soul ties. People need to know this is real. And I've taken a step back now and I will not, I've, I've, I've begged for that forgiveness and I will not have premarital sex again because mm -hmm. I want that future marriage, that blessing and people, but, but what about King David? He did this. And yeah. I said, you know what? I said, I can't answer for the Lord, but I can take my own responsibility and know how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a good topic. It's a good topic that people don't realize. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, one of the things that I think, like you bring up an interesting point here of like, you know, well, what about King David or what about this? Or, you know, like, because I think that we have to, there's a beautiful tension in the Christian walk and in, in, in the gospel that God has given us. Yeah. And that tension is, is that there's an ideal that none of us can achieve. And yet there's a grace in representing the very raw life that we live love it so when we look at david you know i mean david king david is a, is a man after god's own heart 
and right. you know right. but yet he he committed murder he committed adultery he you know make all of these things and, and he had his ups and his downs but yet he knew that at in in his heart like he was after god yeah. And I mean, we look at Gideon, right? Gideon, the first time that the angel of the Lord sees Gideon, he says, Gideon, man of valor. And yet Gideon is hiding from his enemies. You know, Gideon, Interesting, right? yeah. uh, he does it, you know, God gives him orders. And then he goes in the, the hiding behind night so that he, he doesn't get caught. He's throwing fleeces out. He's questioning God. Like these are not valorous moves that he's seeing, but, but God sees him not in his current state, but in the sanctified glorified version of exactly. what the Lord is bringing out through you because he's working these things for good. Yep. And it is a good God that shows us the raw mistakes that people are capable of, but holds us to a standard that we can't achieve on our own because it's right and it's good and it's true, but helps us fill that gap through his payment on the cross. Like that's just a, the, the tension that's there is, is, is the mystery of the gospel is the beauty of, of, of what, what Christ came down to do. Well, and, and you said a, a major word there is grace and people don't understand yeah. what that means, you know, and, and yeah. grace is so important in everything you do. Grace with your children, grace with your spouse, grace with your friends, everything that you do requires grace, because if not, you are going yeah. to become a slave to your mistakes. And, yeah. uh, it's so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. And it kind of gets back to that, you know, relationship concept, right? If we are looking to, uh, I mean, really just that biblical precept of grace is looking to others yeah. and, and helping them along, you know, wanting the best for them, like moving past things, like taking, like the, the best picture of grace is Christ on the cross. And that is a picture of him taking the weights of someone else and putting them on himself taking the offenses, taking the, you know, the sin, the, the things that are, are happening and paying the price for them. And when we start looking at a relationship and that like, I want somebody who has this and I have somebody who has this and there's this, now we're holding someone else to our yes. standard yes. rather than showing grace with someone and saying, yes. wow, like how can I be a blessing to them? Amen. You, you're, you're right in line with everything I talk about. See, I, I knew there was a reason I brought you on tonight. And, and it's, 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 man, it, the difference between expectations and standards, I, I have to educate people on this all the time is throw away your expectations, but keep your standards low, you know, and you, the moment you put somebody on a pedestal, when you elevate somebody above you, I have never in my life seen a relationship work where you elevate somebody to God and it works out in your favor. You yeah. end up getting cheated on, you end up getting abused, you end up getting left in the cold because psychologically, that person that you're putting on a pedestal, whether they believe in God or not, they can't uphold that pressure. And they're going to yeah. subconsciously do what they can to defend themselves and get out of that relationship. But when you make that person your equal side to side, that is the relationships that are the most successful. Of course, we want to have, you know, Jesus at the center, but mm -hmm. respect and boundaries are the only things that hold relationships together. It's not love. Love's overrated. It's not love. Yeah. It's, you well, know, and I mean, and the, I mean, the, 
love as our society defines it, right? Right, like, exactly. Because love as our society defines it is just a gooey, gooey feeling. There's no real commitment yeah. to it. There's no, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, I love you. It's just, I feel strongly for you is basically what they're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, they might be saying like, I'm lusting for you, um, you know, which Correct. is even more self-serving love. Um, but, you know, I mean, Christ, when, like, I mean, there's a, there's a amazing interaction between Christ and Peter. Um, after the resurrection, and, and he, he, you have to remember this, he says, Peter, do you phileo me? I'm, yes. I'm doing this. Yeah. He says, do you phileo me? No, 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 no. I take this back. He says, Peter, do you agape me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I phileo you. Yeah, he does use that and, word, correct. Yeah. And, and then Jesus says to him again, Peter, do you agape me? And then uh, Peter says back to him, Lord, yes, Lord, I phileo you. And then Jesus says, Peter, do you phileo me? So there's this interaction and there's so much subtext to it that we yeah. miss out because of the definition of love. And, you know, yeah. when we take agape and phileo and we translate both of them to love, we miss the interaction going on there. That agape is a self-sacrificing self -sacrificing love. 100%. So when, when Jesus says to Peter, do you love me sacrificially? Do you love me more than you love yourself? Do you love me so much that when you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about my betterment rather than yours, that you're going to take on sacrifice so that, that you, so that I can be comfortable, you know, like that's yeah. the kind of agape love that Jesus has demonstrated to the world. Yeah. And yet Peter returns to him. He does not say that I got you. I mean, this is the Peter who so confidently said that I will stand for you and never deny you. And then denies him three times. This is a humbled Peter. Three times. Yeah. So he's, he's, he, he knows himself. He knows his limitations and he's returning to Christ saying, I phileo you, which is, I love you like a brother, like Philadelphia, this, this brotherly love. Like, I love you like you're my brother. Yeah. And Jesus says again, but do you agape me? And, and both of these, he responds, then feed my sheep, then feed my sheep. So he, he's giving him a task. He's, like, he's always so philosophical when he, when he, when he, when he, you know, when he, when he comes back, people don't yeah. realize that, like, he never gives a direct answer. He always but spins it. It's, and and it, it goes even further because then the third time he asks him, he says, Peter, do you love, do you love me like a brother? And Peter's response is, Lord, you know, my heart, right? Like Peter's. Peter in this whole time is saying, yes, Lord, I love you as a brother. Yes, Lord, as a brother. And then the third time he says, do you even love me as a brother? Right. And right. Peter's response is humility, right? Like Peter's response isn't to, to come up, but, but the Lord is revealing his heart and where his love comes in and, and, and what is going on there. And I think when we look at love, I mean, that is nuanced philosophical look at love. And, and what is that's sacrificial and, and what does God mean when he says he loves the world? Because right. that's love. Yeah. That, yeah. Like love is not um, like one thing that's talked about a lot in the church right now is we have to love our neighbor. We have to love our enemies. We have to love, you know, like this kind of, this, this kind of thing. Yeah. And loving your neighbor, loving your enemies is very different than being a peacemaker. Totally. totally. Right. Like, if I'm, if I'm being a peacemaker and there are children in danger and there is someone who is putting those children in danger, the most loving thing that I can do is to stand in truth and protect the innocent. 
right. and, and protect them from this danger, whether that be a person or not. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't even mean that I'm not being loving to the person who is putting them in danger because the source of love, real love is truth. Right. And that goes back to war. You just entwined in it. And you just, you kind of just laid out modern war, you know, actually wars yeah. throughout that you just, you just laid it out. People, people question that, well, why do we have war? Why do we have this? And you just, you just really kind of encompass that into one. Um, and also going back, you, you said some more powerful words is another thing that I talk about is it's the commitment that sustains yeah. the love, not the yeah. love that sustains the commitment. People are like, no, it's the love. And I'm like, no, listen. It's the commitment that sustains the love. Like, well, it's the you know? the commitment is the love. Yeah, and that sustains the emotional tie. Right, right. right. Which is what we, what our culture. They not they don't grasp they it though. They right? I mean, a lot of yeah. people don't grasp it, and again, that's why we're in the shambles that we're in, and it's it's why I love what I do. You know, I, I was blessed with a gift to speak on these things. Not many that I run across in my field can speak it the way I do so direct and relatable. Mm-hmm. I've always just felt this greater purpose to, yeah. to help relationships. I didn't have any kind of trauma or anything like that growing up. I just, I, I felt as a child that God wants me to help people in relationships. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I was meant to see people married and happy and that was it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been a journey and it's, yeah. it's, it's also, being the, you know, the quote unquote empath, when I feel everybody's pain and I feel that sorrow, that, that part's hard too, you know, yeah. seeing so many broken hearts and, and things that happen. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that in my, in my time as a, uh, as a counselor, as a pastor, you know, with, with different folks and, and being able to see, you know, restoration. I mean, we, my wife and I've been able to be involved with counseling folks who have been separated, um, you know, uh, have adultery, have abuse, have, you know, just ugly situations. And yet to see uh, people change sometimes over weeks, sometimes over months, sometimes over years. I mean, Mm -hmm. one couple that, you know, we're, we, we, I had the, the privilege of remarrying them uh, or, or re um, renewing their vows. Uh, But they were, they were separated for years, you know, and there was prison and adultery and, you know, all kinds of things in between. And, you know, it's, life is ugly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, just like you, I mean, you open the Bible, you're going to get a real portion of life. And there's a lot of ugliness in it. Um, But we have to, we have to look at the point of the story, right? You know, I mean, like we used to make, we used to make stories. Uh, we used to tell stories that had a moral to them, that had a lesson in them. Yeah. And and so many stories being told now are about revealing the flaws rather than <laughs> pointing towards the good. And you know, it's it's to try to expose people rather than uh, inspire people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I think that that's you know we're only telling half the story. The Bible does plenty of exposing but it also points us to a better, a better solution, like right. the solution that created the problem to start with. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, I mean, you just see it across the board uh, relationships, especially, you know, marriage relationships. Um, 
they're just coming under assault, you know, from within, from without, you know, from culture, from circumstances and, and just normal life situations. And uh, they definitely need to be refreshed. They definitely need to, yeah. to have truth spoken into them with love. Yep. Yep. And, and I just did a series of content about social media being the number one killer of relationships. Mm. And it's, it's brutal, man. The things that I see through social media and all the emotional cheating that's going on that people don't even realize they're doing. And I try to educate people on that. I said, look, like you said, in the beginning of this is this is a great tool. Like you and I are sitting here, we're using technology positive. We're speaking good words. We're speaking life. We're helping people. But when you are married, or in a committed relationship, and you would rather flip and look at other attractive people that you think are going to have something with you, and you're ignoring that person, that's emotional cheating. When yeah. you're going through there, oh, you're hot, you're gorgeous. What's the point? And then people, one might say this, oh, well, I'm just hyping them up, or I'm just being kind. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And and it's it's destroyed countless relationships over the last few years. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get... Uh, yeah. It's a... I mean, one of the things, so one of the um, things that we've decided to move into um, as a company is children's content. So we have some things in production that are children's oriented. And one of the reasons that we have moved in that direction is because we've kind of seen um, just the, the, the values of the culture and, you know, we as people, whether we're Christians or atheists or Buddhists or, you know, Muslim or, or anything else, like we want to share our values and our worldview. It's a, it's a part yeah. of how we were created. It's in us. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, there are values being shared in children's programming and, you know, content being put out that I disagree with. And I mean, I don't think that it's healthy. Uh, it's need people. to be kids. Kids need yeah. to be kids. But we, we see that and, and our solution is not to go and silence people, but to create content that, that we feel like should be heard. And, and Love, kind it. Of Love it. Um, but as, as we, we look at that, you know, there are forces in our society and in our culture that are, are actively seeking to corrupt. And I know, I mean, you know, this is adult podcast kind of thing. And, and, uh, you know, so you're kind of talking about, you know, pornography and, yeah. you know, um, the the corruption of the sexual relationship and one of the things that i've found really interesting is you know in research and you know kind of looking at um the state of of our people and what we value and how we look at that and all of these things are objectified well and and they're not just objectified they're you know whether we're talking about you know um like gender sexuality uh, marriage relationships, you know, uh, identity politics, you know, all of these things, like there's so much of it that can link back to sex and oh, yeah. oh, our yeah. desire to fulfill ourselves or to be desired or, you know, these, these kind of relational things, this, this nugget of, uh, the relationships that we're in as far as romantic goes. Uh, well, traditionally romantic now, you know, that, yeah. even that has done well. now we're in a hookup culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, but one of the interesting trends that I've seen, and, and this is what, you know, has kind of made me think about this and link this in is the corrupting element of sex. Um, you know, when we, if you look at pornography now, it's dark uh, as a, as an industry, it's like, we're not even talking about, um, you know, this person and this person 
having a relationship or, you know, like inappropriate relationship of like, you know, um, you know, two people meet and they just start getting it on or, you know, like these <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. weird, you know, like fantasy things, you right. know, historically kind of male right. fantasy things. Most pornography on these sites that are, are propagating it out um, is like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like incestual, like yeah, father, daughter, yeah, uh, you know, mother, son, brother, sister. Uh, I mean, like all of these kind of things. And, you know, you can't like, like just from a statistical point of view, you can't sit and say that like this has not gotten worse and worse. Oh, that that it's it's. I mean, this is no longer. I mean, it never was. It's not but just it's, sex. It's it's beyond that. And the yeah, sex trafficking. It's, it's normalizing destructive behaviors. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I, I mean, a father and a daughter. That is a crime. That's not a fantasy. Well, and it's it's hyper. It's the, just yeah. just hyper focused on it now. Yeah. And, and what happens with a young boy who is going through puberty? Frontal lobe's not even developed. Yeah, and and he just wants to see a naked girl. Yeah. And then, yeah. but now he's 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 being fed these storylines that are just they're not real. They're not intimacy. real. Well, I mean, not even not real, but like terribly destructive. Well, and you the know, dopamine, we're not even going to get into the addictive yeah. to the dopamine that it's getting delivered to the brain. Yeah. And then we, we wonder why addiction is at an all time high with everything. Um, well, you talk about those soul ties, you know I mean? Yeah. Like how, like, you know, what are you linking your soul to? Oh my gosh. Even just in that kind of a scenario, like we're not, I mean, we're talking about digital consumption uh, yeah. and internalization. And so when we start talking about these 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 influences and this shaping and this forming and and the pressures that our relationships have to go and and battle against um you know and as parents you know like how do we raise kids who are not going to be in the storm yeah you know i mean so it's the a, it, there's a lot going against us but well, that was good yeah it's and, and it's uh, we'll Couple, couple more things here that I want to dive into yeah. is where it's hard for me is, you know, being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, but I also consult people and I also help all walks of life. But me, yeah. I even get attacked when I branch off, not only from Christians, but non-Christians alike, because I put out mature content from time to time. And who's to say as a Christian, I mean, obviously I'm not asking you your personal life, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that Christians, when they're married in a marriage who they want to explore each other sexually. There's some mm -hmm. things that they want to be into that Sarah might not Solomon's be is pretty. Right. There you go. There you go. There <laughs> pretty you go. real. <laughs> but, but the moment, but the moment I branch off course and I bring up something about a female body parts, well, why are you talking about soul ties? But then I'm like, really? Like you obviously are not looking at who I am and what I do. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus was next to me and somebody came to me for help in that matter, I don't feel that Jesus would say, don't help them turn your back on them. You yeah. know, that's their journey. That's not my journey, yeah. but my journey is to help them and shine light on them. That's, well, that's, I mean, you know, the, you know, soul ties, like, I mean, there's all kinds of things that, you know, labels that we use. I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm talking about a soul tie to somebody, I'm just talking about, you know, like just 
connection, a relational connection to them. I mean, there's something you deeper think. inside of us right, right. that is a soul. And when we get to a level of intimacy, you know, we have that. Um, you know, I would have a soul tie with people, you know, in my mind, mm -hmm. like friends who have died and my soul grieves when they die. That's I don't definitely not have this to have one, right? intercourse right. with them to develop that tie. Um, but when my wife dies, That's that it. is a whole different level of mourning than when my friend dies. Right, right. Because right. my soul is more tied to her not just because of the life pattern, but also because of the intimacy. So many don't realize that though. That's the problem is they're willing to not understand. And again, I always say, whether you believe in God or not, because again, I have a lot of my audience that isn't you know, a believer, which is fine. But mm -hmm. my point is, is like, I try and stress to people, sex is never just sex. Don't you realize, haven't you ever noticed when you're with somebody you shouldn't be with, doesn't it feel kind of weird after and you start to notice things because you just took fragments of their soul energy. And the Bible clearly states how you do not, and I'm just going to say it, a prostitute, like that's what you're doing. Your flesh, yeah. these two fleshes are becoming one yeah. and people aren't seeing that. Anyway, we could go on and on about soul ties, but I, yeah, I'm I not going to rip I, that yeah, one. I, the, the, you know, it's when we, we take things, you know, it's like Calvinist and Arminius. It's like, you know, end time prophecy. I mean, like all of these kind of things, it's, you know, gifts are not gifts. I mean, these things that Christians get uptight for because they, they want to be, uh, they want to be righteous. They want to be holy. Right. You know, uh, there's things now. that we don't understand yeah. that, you know, like we're creating boundaries in our theology right. to keep us safe. But sometimes, you know, like we need to like Romans 14, you know, allow people to live in their convictions and, you know, like, Hey, some people are going to describe things metaphorically in a different way than mm -hmm. right. Right. I would, or, you know, somebody else would. I mean, i feel like the base concept that we could all agree on is that we are tied to people relationally yeah, no matter which way it's more than just a physical thing yep yep rather it's just a one-time thing or not you get tied to them yeah it's it's crazy well i don't want to give away too much of the movie like we talked mm -hmm. about great great conversation i really appreciate it and virtually everything we've talked about here is tied into the movie um so that's fantastic how we just mm -hmm you know, impromptu made that happen, which is great. So a couple uh, last questions here on the movie. So I, I recognized the male actor and I, I can't think of his name off the top of my yeah, head. His name is Justin Ray. Okay. Yeah. Now he's yeah. been in some other things as well. Cause he looked super familiar too. What, what are some of the other things that he's been in? And is there, there, is there a prequel to this? Is there going to be more like, let's talk about what's to come after this. And then I'm going to yeah. let you highlight some things here. Yeah. Justin is in, um, another uh another film it's uh, it's avocado toaster or something it's just coming out like i mean it's just being released um he was also in another movie with um aaron groban who's another actor yeah yeah, yeah 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 and they were in i mean aaron has been in more films like horror films than than yeah I, i've seen her in some count. stuff i mean his, right. yeah his imdb page is just crazy i, I talk about him as the hardest working man in hollywood um but you know i mean both great characters and you know i mean it's a romantic comedy you know people people will uh go to it and it's like oh you know like uh he was so like so over the top like talking about aaron who kind of plays this like quirky best friend he's like so over the top it's like well it's a romantic comedy you know he's right. kind of supposed to be over the top right. and, and then you know uh katie bodenhammer you know she also just like such a great character actress they bring a lot of the comedy to it and you know it's great it's great kind of thing. And, it's great oh he was in transformers uh, he was in transformers that 
I think he was in the first or second one. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's possible that he had, I mean, definitely, definitely with those movies, you know, there's so many people uh, in, in the supporting roles. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's there. I don't know offhand. Because his voice uh, rang out when you said that. I was like, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, they're, I mean, again, they're both, we were just blessed with the whole cast. And I mean, honestly, it's like the Victor Marks, who is, um, he plays the father in the movie. I mean, Victor is, he's he's not an actor. He's a humanitarian. He's right. a, a- I've never seen him before, yeah. Yeah, he's, his organization is just amazing. I mean, if you want to see like Christians living out their faith and and taking risks and rescuing people and, and you know, helping people out of trauma and, uh, you know, just getting- things to to women and children and and you know just doing that in a very masculine like right positive way i mean victor's uh, all things possible organization is is amazing he seems that uh, way in the film yeah 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 he's just kind of a you know man's man type guy but but totally loving and serving jesus yeah uh, and and has the grace and compassion needed uh for that it's a it's a great um i think we're like you know like called to be warriors, uh, but not mercenaries, you know, like warriors. Oh, you are hit different that. Yeah. You hit that violence and, you know, um, but yeah, so they, they have some projects. I mean, Aaron's been in quite a few things since then. And, uh, like I say, like we, we have a, another film that's in development right now. It's a Christmas film, um, kind of a musical type thing that we're hoping to put in production next year. And we also have a children's show, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that that we're kind of cranking on right now. You know, we really, uh, we, we kind of have this concept of, we want to, uh, we have this kind of cast of characters that fly around the, the world, uh, learning more about creation to better understand its creator. Mm. And, uh, you know, we've got, um, you know, kind of a family, you know, in it. It's an interracial family. So there's a lot of diversity in the show. There's, Love it. Uh, a lot of cultural like exploration. There's a lot of education. Uh, you know, it's just some some cool things in that. Um, we're unique in that we are an equity crowdfunded company, and what that means is that uh, you know people invest in the company uh, as venture capitalists, but they can do it like a hundred dollars at a time. And we have people that have invested $100 in our company. We've got people that have invested, you know, $50,000 in our company. And we are just building this community of people of faith who want to make movies for the world. Yeah. And that's kind of what drives us is we, we want to make every story with the full knowledge that we're, we're not just speaking to the church, but we're speaking to the people outside of the church, people, yeah, was, you know, right. being able to, to convey God's truth, because ultimately, um, you know, Jesus taught in parable so that the Holy Spirit could move and open eyes and, and open ears. And that's what we're trying to do, too. So, yeah, yeah. So going back to connecting with you, um, you guys are obviously independent filmmaker, which is great. Oh. I, I love independent films. I um I was excited when I saw that, when I saw the movie come up. Now, how can people not only find About Hope, I found it yeah. on Amazon Prime, but yep. where is it being, you know, cast right now? Yeah, so um, it's on, our distribution partners are, you know, kind of popping it up on new places all the time. I mean, Amazon Prime is kind of the most accessible place. Uh, there's a service called Inspiration TV, I know, that has it. 
Um, it's on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, it was on DirecTV. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all over the Voodoo, V-U-D-U is a- like, Oh, a yeah, 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 Voodoo, spot. Voodoo, yep, mm -hmm. yep, okay. Um, I believe it's, I mean, it, and, and distribution cycles, you know, they, they go from narrow to wide. So as, you know, things become wider, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, looking at next year, it's going to start showing up on like uh, some of the like Tubi's or, you know, things like that that are more free uh, ad-based um, viewing. Right. Um, you know, kind of similar to YouTube or Vimeo, things like that. Uh, so it's, it's out there. And you can always find out, you know, what is going on with, with About Hope or anything else. We have a, uh, we've got a great comic that we're getting ready to release uh, called uh, The Creator and Me. And uh, it's kind of a, a fun little thing, but Creator Films is the company. And, you know, creatorfilms.com, you can check us out there, uh, you know, get all the information on, on what's upcoming and current and, awesome. uh, you know, sign up for our newsletter, uh, follow us on Facebook, Creator Films Now is our, uh, our handle on there. And uh, yeah, you know, plenty of ways to, to connect. Now, if somebody wanted to contribute and be part of that upcoming film, which I think would be freaking awesome, how would yeah. they do that? Would they go to the Creator Films website? How would they? Yeah, I mean, the Creator Films website can point you there. Um, we're also on WeFunder. Uh, so, you know, companies like this, because they there's there's rules and regulations that the Security and Exchange Commission have kind of laid out for, for this to happen. You have to file form Cs and do all that. And you have to use a platform online. Yeah. WeFunder is the platform that we're using now. Uh, we've used in the past, you know, so this is our second raise. Um, you know, we are, you know, one of the cool things, I mean, so as we're developing content, you know, we, we push samples out to our investors and say like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? Cause oh, yeah, they represent our audience yeah. really yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. And so, you know, there's three reasons that people invest in creator films. One, you know, they want to see light go out to the world. Yeah. And two, you know, they see that there is an opportunity. It, it's, I mean, there is a demand for content, uh, you know, that More is than ever. God affirming, that is, you know, um, faith based uh, or, or even, you know, just faith friendly. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's just like you said earlier, like just letting kids be kids, you know, like let's not, let's, let's not try to, push ideologies that they're not ready for, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the third reason is just that it's fun. I mean, who doesn't like being a part of creative production, you know, yeah. and, and not everybody can go out and be on a movie set, but, you know, I mean, you get to be part of the brain trust, right? You know, like, like we send these things out and we want your opinion, you know, we want to know what are your thoughts so that we can make adjustments so that when we go to market, these are better products. And then if they're better products and you're an investor and, and there's profit to be shown, then that profit gets shared with investors. So it's a, you know, it, it's a unique model that, that we think has a lot of uh, real potential to it. I think, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, well, David, I, I really appreciate you being with me, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. David Dietrich, the film is about hope about hope go check it out you know i have great taste i wouldn't recommend a film if it wasn't absolutely fantastic if you love romantic comedies something that's positive not the typical you know secular world please check out this film it's fantastic and, and david again I, I really appreciate you being with me i look forward to your next projects 
Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. God thank bless you. you. Thank you so much. And for everybody that is still listening to the Living with Gratitude podcast, please make sure you catch me in my live sessions on TikTok. You know, I try and go live nightly to answer all your dating and relationship questions. Please take 2.7 seconds. Make sure you're leaving me five stars on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever this podcast is broadcast. We'll see you next time on Living with Gratitude.